tonight, tonight, we're going to change gears on you and we're going to kind of continue to pursue this 40 days of prayer and fasting. If you're new, if you've not been coming, we are in the middle of a 40-day fast and prayer. We're in the middle of starting a building program, which we're so excited about. I'm telling you, I'm getting so excited, not so much even at the building program, but at us pursuing God uh, for breakthrough and for provision. And we're believing to be able to sow seed into this building program. Had some ask this week, how do you sow? Well, Seed Sunday, uh, September 12th. We're praying about the Lord providing for us and giving us the amount, how much we need to give to sow into this project, into this building program. Uh, So September 12th is that day. But what we're doing is we are praying and fasting for personal areas of growth, for church growth, for personal areas of breakthrough, uh, for for corporate areas of breakthrough in our church. Um, Some are already starting to see the fruit of that prayer. Starting to already see this, the fruit. Elizabeth and I have already, um, the Lord has already miraculously provided in one area. That's just how God is. God says, if you'll just expect on, if you'll just expect in me, if you'll believe in me, I will come through. God's a God who desires to be believed in. Do you know that he is pleased by faith? You can't please God without faith. Are y'all here today? Do you have prayers that need to be answered? Are you desperate for those answers, those prayers to be answered? Amen. Well, that's what we're talking about tonight is. Does anybody remember? I think it was in March that Peter and Phoebe Sozi, the. Missionaries uh, from Uganda, they live in Uganda, but the missionaries that come here and we've supported their orphanage and their school was here in in March, I think sometime in the winter. Which was odd for them because they are definitely warm blooded creatures. They do not like air conditioning. They like it hot. Uh, but they played a video this time. And during the video, the song the Breathe played. This is the air I breathe. And that's why we did it tonight. I had, I had a method to my madness tonight. But Ruth Ann, Ruth Ann is my, my third child. Uh, I've got daughter, son, daughter. That's Ruth Ann. And then Sarah Bett, my baby. Um, Ruth Ann, watch that video. It's four or five minutes long. And right in the middle of it, she stopped and looked up at Elizabeth and myself and said, she said it to mom. She said, mom, mommy, not all our kids will say mommy anymore. She does. She said, mommy, am I desperate for God? And I'm telling you, it, it still to this day gets me at at the core. You know, that is just how God wants us to look at him all the time. Am I desperate? Mommy, what does it mean to be desperate? She, she wasn't. Nothing in that video. Um, led her into asking that question. The spirit of God was moving in her. And like a child. Asked her mom. Am I desperate? And I want to ask you that, that question. Are you desperate? What a question. What does it mean to be desperate for God? If we can, just kind of old school this just a little bit. Let's take a look at the word desperate. Desperate means having lost hope. 
I will tell you, it, it, again, if you don't slow down for just a minute, you'll miss this because we hear these words desperate. And to be honest with you, I have forgotten what it means. I sing about it. But what does desperate mean? To lose hope. A desperate spirit crying for relief. Moved by despair. Victims made desperate by abuse. Suffering extreme need or anxiety. Involving extreme danger or possible disaster. Of extreme intensity. Are you desperate for God? Does that describe your relationship with God? Does that describe your relationship with anybody? We as Americans think we are needy, but are we really? Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to look at a look at a, a, a deeper way of pursuing God on a more desperate level, a more passionate level, a more intense level. Hopefully, hopefully before we become genuinely desperate. Another way to look at the pursuit of God other than desperate is, am I hungry for God? Am I hungry? What does it mean to be hungry? And before I describe hunger, before I go into hungry, let's look at this word hunger. Just quickly, two definitions. A craving or urgent need for food or a specific nutrient. An uneasy sensation that requires or due to the lack of food. A weakened condition brought on by prolonged lack of food. A strong desire. It's another word for hunger, another definition for hunger, a strong desire or a craving. So I started to think, and all this, all this happened to me back in March when Ruth Ann made that statement. I started writing out this sermon, and I just wasn't ready to, to give it. And it wasn't until prayer this Monday morning. Uh, Karen, I don't know if you're still in here. I kind of felt like I got the release to, to go in this direction. It's right where we are as a church. But I began to think about this word hunger. And I started to think about Children like Noah. We've got two baby Noahs real close in age. Uh, But think of a child that age or maybe a little bit older. Before they can communicate or talk about their hunger. How do they communicate that they're hungry? They cry. And you know what's a unique cry? You know a mom can tell the difference? They can tell the difference if they're just upset or maybe they're sitting in something that needs to be changed and they're hungry because it's a cry of desperation. I believe in their little minds. They think their world is about to end. If I don't eat, I'm going to die. They don't have many communication, much communication ability, but one of them is somebody feed me. There is something distinct about a desperate cry, a hunger cry. You can't confuse that cry with anything else. And I don't want to get too goofy, but my my wife, we've had four kids and she's nursed all four. And I just want to ask you, have you ever been, have you ever been with your wife that's nursing their child? Or have you ever been a woman that was nursing their child? Men, that didn't include you. You but been in the grocery store and another baby start crying. 
what happens? Something happens. The, the milk starts flowing. And it doesn't have to be your baby. There is a distinct sound that happens. And women's bodies, when they have produced a child, when a child has been born, it's, it's natural. It just happens. What happens when the baby cries? Provision. You don't even have to think about it. It just happens. You don't have to be trained in how to do it. You don't have to go do anything for it. It just... I'm sorry, that was probably more... I knew I was going to... My wife must have heard from the Lord because she's in the preschool room tonight. She'd be squirming around. Sorry, that was terrible. Forgive me. Praise God, we don't videotape yet. But it's, it's called the letdown reflex. And the letdown reflex is an involuntary reflex during breastfeeding that causes the milk to flow freely. It's a natural response. I don't know what to do with my hands now. <laughs> it's a natural response. We've got to get through this because let me tell you, it's good. It's good. And you know, well, let me just stop there for a minute. There's nothing like the mother's milk. Formula won't do what the mother's milk will do. The world has tried more than once to say formula is better, but it always comes back. Nope, it's not. God's way. I'm not here to say breastfeeding is, I'm sorry, here I go again. I'm on my soapbox and I'm not trying to say that. But God has a way and it works. It's a natural response that when a child genuinely cries for hunger, that the need is produced and met. Just the same as the mother provides milk for the hungry child, so does Jehovah Jireh. The Lord, my provider, so does he provide for my need. I believe that when we cry out using kingdom language... This baby Noah, when he cries, he uses mama's language. Mama hears it. Involuntarily, her body produces by the provision of the Lord. And the need is met. Don't have to go to the store. Don't have to get in the car. It's there. And I believe when we learn to cry out according to God's word. That it is a natural. I don't want to say involuntary because I don't understand God. But I believe it is a natural response of his character to bring provision immediately. We were created in his image. The same way a child is provided for the moment the child has the need. I believe the same way the father will provide for us if we will learn to cry out to God in his language. Let me tell you, my kids can cry out in their language all they want, and I will not respond. I know the difference, usually. Isn't it funny how a child can be with almost outside of hearing distance, and a parent can hear them cry and be able to determine whether they're okay or not. 
you hear a certain cry and it's drop everything and run with all you got. Or be quiet. Tell one of my other kids, go tell them to quit fussing. We know the difference. Mom, this one did this. I don't know. Are you hurt? Are you bleeding? Okay, get back after. Go do something else. I I think that the Lord is the same way when we come fussing with our own little selfish stuff. You know, it's like you're not speaking my language. Speak my language and I will respond every single time. Do you hear me? I'm not trying to be ugly. There are different kinds of hunger. Not all hunger is an urgent need for food. Elizabeth, when I had started uh, my diet about a, almost two years ago, it'll be two years ago this December, she used to say that it's a good idea not to eat until your belly growls. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. It's one of her sayings, and she's got some nutrition in her uh, college degree. And I started thinking, I don't remember the last time my belly growled. I genuinely could not remember. We live in a now society. We don't have to wait for anything. If we want food, it's seconds away. 24 hours a day. Well, Taco Bell's open until 3 a.m. You can what are they saying? Five meals a day now? Don't they have some advertisement like that? We don't have to wait for anything. If we want entertainment, it's seconds away. YouTube, texting, movies. You know you can download any mo- just about any movie you want instantly through Amazon or whatever and pay for it and watch it right now? I don't have to wait for anything. We can get news instantly. We can get the weather instantly. You name it, it's seconds away. If you don't don't mind, put the first scripture up for me. Scripture says that strength will come as we wait upon the Lord. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not weary and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And I didn't mean to stay here, but I think the Lord has led me here just for a little bit. And let me just stay here for just a minute. Just leave that up. Have you ever wondered why we're weak? We don't wait. We don't wait for anything. You want it, you, we, uh, we want it, we go get it. Any way we can, we get it. Whether it's food or materials or whatever, we get it. Just a thought. Another way to look at this scripture is to look at this word. Wait. Because I feel like we miss this just a little bit sometimes. And I went to the uh, Hebrew today to to verify this. Um, It says, but those who wait on the Lord. What does this word wait mean? If you look it up in in the Strong's Concordance, it says to gather together, to look patiently, to tarry, to wait for or to wait on or to wait upon. What does that mean? It, the, the word wait is like, it is a part of the word waiter, like at a restaurant. 
to wait on the Lord, to serve the Lord. Strength will come to those who wait upon the Lord. You see, we want to sit here and think we've just got to wait. No, I don't know necessarily. I think that that word wait can mean to, to stay still, to be patient. But it also means if you're stuck and you're waiting for God to move, start serving God somehow. Strength will rise to those who will wait upon the Lord. Do you get that? How many of you have gotten your breakthrough when you started serving God in some way? It's the way it happened to me. It's the way it happened to me. The Lord, it wasn't that the Lord wasn't moving or desiring to move in my life, but it wasn't again until I started serving in the sound booth that the Lord genuinely, doors started flying open. So much so that I couldn't slow them down. Didn't want to slow them down. Had I figured out where he was taking me, I might have slowed down a little bit. But he's got his way and it's good. God's way is right. Strength will rise to those who will wait upon the Lord. They shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Just a thought. That's, that's free. I used to eat, not because I was hungry necessarily, but how I felt. I didn't have to be hungry for ice cream. I love ice cream. I love it. Chocolate ice cream. Chocolate soft serve ice cream. You show up with, with chocolate soft serve ice cream for me, I won't eat it. But I love it. I'll eat the Weight Watchers chocolate ice cream bars at one point. I'll eat that. You know, you don't have to be hungry to eat. You don't have to be hungry to crave eating. Isn't that funny? What is that? That's temptation. To entice to do wrong by promise of pleasure or gain. You don't have to be hungry to crave food. And you know what? I would eat until I was full. Not eat what I needed to eat. And most of the time, I would be... How many of you have ever gotten full before you realized it and you just ate just a little bit more and you wound up getting yourself sick? This was not intended to be a Weight Watchers meeting. But by the time I realized how much I'd ate, I was already in pain from overeating. I'm really kind of glad Elizabeth's not in here because she claims to say that it has taught me how to make good choices, how to notice what I'm eating. And you know what? She's right, but don't tell her that. I fought her with everything in me. She's a good choice type person. She doesn't mind to eat sweets. She doesn't mind to, to really, there's nothing that we don't eat. We just don't eat a lot of it. But she would get on my nerves. And I'm like, you can't do this for me. I have to decide to do this. Good choices. In reality, I did change. But what it also taught me is to place value in what I ate. I've got a method to my madness here. Place value in what I ate. I think I even told this to you today. Uh, my dad and I ate and uh, ate together. And, you know, I, I just talk about it. You know, what do I get out of that? What does that cost me when I eat that? Is it going to stay with me? Am I going to be hungry 20 minutes later or an hour later? Does it taste good? Is it, if it tastes good, what's it costing me? 
is what I'm about to eat worth the cost? Is it worth not eating later? Will it stay with me? Will it subdue my hunger? Even though it tastes good, does it really taste that good? Should we test what we eat? What does scripture say? Job 34, 3. It says, for the ear tests words as the tongue tastes food. If we could just see the value of sin. If we could just see the value of God's word. Do you see what I'm talking about? I went through this whole thing on eating and hunger. What's the value? What is the worth and what's the consequence of what I'm about to do or what I'm about to say? What worth does it have? Will it stay with me? Will it subdue my hunger? Even though it tastes good, does it really taste that good? Romans 6, 23. Everybody should know this. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You know, when Adam first sinned, he didn't physically die. But he was separated from God, and it was not God's design. But sin separates us from the presence of God. Am I, are you, are we hungry for God? Define that hunger. Is it out of genuine need? Or is it out of my want? Is it it greed? Is there a hook in it? Or am I genuinely hungry for God and his presence, his touch, his wisdom? His intimacy. God is such a good God. He gave everything for us. He has provided for our every need, but he gave us a free will. He gives us the choice whether or not to serve him. He doesn't make us do anything. He wants us to choose him. Catch this. The quality of our of our walk. The quality of our relationship with God is not based on how much God wants it. It's based on how much we want it. The quality of your marriage is based on how much you want it. If you don't want it, it's not going to work. The quality of your relationship with the Lord is as good as your desire for him. Amen. It's not based on him. He's not rejecting you. You're rejecting him. God wants it so much that he sent his one and only son. To die for you. To die for what you deserve. To take on him what you deserve. So that you could experience the abundance. The the benefits of an abundant life. The benefits due to Jesus. Because he walked a perfect life here on earth. He has done it all. And do you know he's looking for us? He looks for us to choose him. Like the prodigal's father. Every day. Looking for the son to come home. Looking for the sun to come home. I would encourage you during this 40 days of praying and fasting. 
Ask yourself, am I hungry? And how do I genuinely get hungry for God? And you know what? Sometimes that desire is not there. Sometimes you've just got to try. Have you, have you, ever, have you ever noticed? Like, like, there, the, Pastor Stephen said this week, and I'm going to close right here, that taste buds change every seven years. I'd never heard that before. But my, my kids, with the exception of one, don't like tomatoes. Well, I remember not liking tomatoes. Now I love them. But you know what? I had, to, I had to keep eating them. And sometimes with the Lord, keep pursuing Him. I have found that the more I pursue Him, the more I desire Him. I have found that the less I pursue Him, the less I desire Him. So remember, it's a choice. You have to choose. And you are battling, your spirit is battling with your flesh right now. Right now you're asking yourself, and I can feel it. How do I step into this next phase? Can I? Is it in me? Yes, it's in you. You were created to. You, the way you were created was to pursue after God. You, you are about to start to line up with kingdom. I would encourage you, get out your word, be worshiping, get some worship CDs. Start hanging around other Christians that build you up. Help somebody out of their hole. Get desperate. Pursue him like you're desperate. I don't believe you have to go to the pig pen to be rescued by God. I don't believe you have to get to the end with nothing before you finally say, I'm going to return to my father. I believe you can do it right now. Personally, I don't want to go to that extreme. I want him to save me before I hit the rock bottom. Amen? Father, we just lift you up, Lord. I just desire your presence and your power. Lord, I desire, as Ruth Ann asked, Lord, not just to ask, but to start to be desperate for you. To learn to cry out to you. And to trust that you're going to come to my rescue. Lord, you are moved by faith. And Lord, it takes a cry of faith. It takes a cry of humility to admit we, ha we have a need, to admit I have a need. Lord, help me. Help us to humble ourselves and to seek after you. And Lord, we just ask for you to be faithful to your word and come to our rescue. Thank you for this 40 days of prayer and fasting. And I just ask you for miracle upon miracle through this church body. Lord, in marriages and relationships, Lord, in finances and jobs. Thank you, Lord. You're so good. In health, Lord, I thank you for uh, somebody getting healed of cancer. I thank you for somebody's back being healed. I thank you for someone's arthritis being healed. I thank you for someone's... Um, migraines being healed. Lord, I, I believe wherever the Spirit of God is, there is a Spirit of healing. And I don't believe we have to have a healing service for there to be a healing. Lord, I thank you for your presence and your power. And Lord, those that are praying for healing tonight, Lord, I ask that your healing power be here tonight, Lord, and you touch them. Lord, you healed all the sick. Heal us, Lord. Heal our finances, Lord. Heal our jobs. Heal us. Restore us. Give us breakthrough, Lord. 
Lord, I pray for full provision for this building program. Lord, I pray for seed to go in the ground, Lord. I just thank you for breakthrough. Now just bless us. Bless the youth. Bless the children. Lord, bless our church. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. I hope you have a great rest of the week.